All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, it's good to be back. Good, to have, good to have you back, Scott. Thanks for holding things down. You're welcome. Last week. Uh, I will say that there are times when the two of you record this podcast without me. Just a few. Just a few times over the last few years. Right. Uh, and typically I come back and I say, guys, you've got this. You don't need me. Mm. When do you want my resignation? Okay. I'm not going to say that tonight. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Oh, boy. We sucked. I knew it. I was wondering when you would realize, Dave, how many times you would say the name Cameron Jerome before no, you realized... I- it was the Christian I, Benteke Wasteful Player yeah, of the Week award. I, the, when I listened to it back after I was done <laughs> producing, I realized I had said it once. You need to have uh, it as a save it a, a few times. Save it as a file, Cameron Jerome. I sh- we yeah. just did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christian Benteke. Yeah. Now you can put no, in either just, one that you want. Right. Blast that in. It's, it's right. that easy. Dub it over. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes things slip through the cracks. That's true. Scott. That's true. We all say the wrong thing sometimes. I get first names you know wrong me. all the time. I have always wanted to keep it as the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week. That's true. That's probably why mentally I yes. cannot get it out. The democratic nature of our podcast. Yes. Led that segment to be known as Cameron. Or no, to the Christian Benteke. Yes. Dave's influence. I have on a vote of two to one. We na- re- re- renamed it a couple. Was it last year? Yes. Last year we renamed it. Anyway, that was one thing I noticed. There's a few other things that you did that I wouldn't have let go if I had been here. And so I'm going to uh, I'm going to bring those up, and I'm doing it in a little bit different way, Dave. All right. Fine. Because the last time I was here, Brian made fun of Scott Shot. Okay. Oh, right. come I remember on. this. <laughs> Which last season I would intersperse these monologues. Which I love. Look, I love these. I mean, episodes. I made fun of it, not even knowing what it is. <laughs> He he doesn't listen, that's honestly. True. That's true. So like, <laughs> I'm not sure how he can make fun of something he doesn't listen to. True. Well, we are coming up into what NBC Sports, uh, the television station in the United States that broadcasts all the Premier League matches, uh, they refer to these these weeks as the festive fixtures. Yes, which is we. I mean, this is fantastic. Not. I mean, this is one benefit that we might have. Watching this product here in the U.S. is watching it through NBC Sports. To our Brit fans, as I, I toast you with my American bourbon, uh, as I feel for you as you don't get the, the on-screen video product that we get over here. It's true. So game weeks 18 through 21 will take place. Now, just as a programming note, we're going to be off next week. We will be off the week of Christmas. Boo. So by the time you hear us again, we it will, will be... Feel like- 
ages. It's true. We will be coming off of game week 20 leading into game week 21. That's how fast the fixtures come during this time of the year. It's wonderful, but just to give you that heads up. So we're going to talk about the festive fixtures as a whole a little bit here on this show. I'm also going to, towards the end of our podcast, I'm going to ask the two of you, Dave and Brian, Mm -hmm. to play a little bit of a game with me. Love that. Because I had this realization while I was watching matches over this past weekend that by the time we record again, we will pass the halfway mark of this current season. That's that's a big deal. Oh, man. And so that also means that, that, the, that you know what that means, Scott. What? Liverpool counts down every match because now, now the title's tangible. Now, even though Brian has said since week five what the trophy talking? was already in the this in season the case. is over. It's, it's been over for it's months. It's been over, but Brian now after the mid season. <laughs> Now they can see it. It's in the distance. I don't care. Before it was over the horizon, and and, and they were just really in the lead. I don't care. But now they can touch it, and they can feel it. I don't care what tone you use. The title is decided in October. It's been (laughs) over for a month and a half. This is not – there's no drama to add. This is over. Well, regardless, Dave – uh, the January window will also be open by the time we oh, come yeah, back. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. And so maybe, I decided maybe. that we would go back to the summer. And we're going to try to figure out what the best summer signing has been so far through the first half of the season. That's interesting. I like it's, that. It's going to be hard to come up with one, let me just tell you right now. But I've got six names we'll discuss. Okay. So that's coming up later on this podcast. We're going to do a sports guessing recap because you did some of it. You didn't do all of it without me. You need me on this podcast. You want me here. You You need need me here. Yes, definitely. So we're going to come back to that as well. But before that, I'm going to revamp Scott's shot because Brian doesn't like it apparently. (laughs) So we're going to start out with what I'm calling Scott's shots. It's a top 10 list, gentlemen. A top top 10 list of things that I want to correct from last week. Okay. Yeah. But mostly, it's also going to include random thoughts and things I came up with while I was watching Game Week 17. Love it. It's like it's a rebrand. This is good. It's yeah. like if Gap changed their name to Gaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You know, no matter what I do, he makes me feel small. I know. Oh, it's I crazy. Know. He has a Come gift. On. He does. He is gifted. All right, let's get into this. All right, let's get on to what we're doing. Number 10, you guys discussed Manchester City and the troubles that they're having, and you... You basically attributed it all to the injury of one player. That was a Merrick Laporte. Yeah, it sucks that they don't have him. I think you left out two other key things. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna downplay when we were talking the about Laporte, Laporte injury. And Van Dyke. Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly right. Okay. Now I'm not gonna downplay the fact that Laporte's injury has been huge for City. That's right. no, no no doubt that that's true. But do you attribute any of this to the absence entirely of Vincent Company as well this season compared to last season? A little bit. How about the fact that uh, Manchester City's signings in the summer have done essentially nothing for them? I agree. That there's been multiple signings from City and even Liverpool at times where that, that don't seem, you know, Liverpool's players, their main core seems to gloss over other, other th- guys that haven't produced. But the same, same with City, honestly. Um, I mean, Cancelo, where is that guy? Agree. Rodri has been in and out. I mean, look, you can say... Angelino is, is in the lineup. You can say the same thing about Spurs. Where's Lo Celso? Yeah. Where's Ndombele? Well, that's why we're going right? to do that summer signing review yeah. at the end of the show, because the top clubs made very few, if any, impact signings over the summer. Very, very interesting. 
But I, I just want to throw that in there because I think, it, yes, I agree with you, Laporte's injury is a huge deal. No, I, I think I, there's more I to understand, it. But, Scott, I, understand, I, I understand what you're saying with company for sure, but I, the weird thing with company was how healthy he was late in the season and how he didn't really get hurt after a certain point and that was re- it was helpful but I, it just didn't feel but like he ne- played a whole lot until the end maybe the right. end of the until, season yeah it was definitely the second half he was he was crucial for them especially in march march april may i mean he was he helped solidify the back line when they were struggling for that extra bit of sure. leadership they needed but they also, the but, leadership but, that's right, a key phrase right but who is the presence right now in the city squad it's all offensive players and they're not that's and and they're not leading they're not necessarily leading that way. I agree. I, I completely agree. Again, I think Laporte's number one. I just think there's a couple other factors that could be ranked in behind. That's number ten. On to number nine. Number nine, Dave, is the number three. I was driving while listening to this podcast, especially the part where you're talking and praising the name of John Joe Shelby, and I was bashing <laughs> my head against the steering wheel. Well, you shouldn't have been. The stats prove it, Scott. Well, here's what else the stats say. What did I say? Brian, did... you also mentioned the fact that Scott has been saying, we've been saying on this show, the defensive players can't keep scoring. They're the ones doing all the scoring. Well, let me give you a number, uh, Dave. The number three. Three times this season, Newcastle have played a match and they've not registered a single shot on target. If their defensive players aren't doing it, nobody's doing it. Well, but guess what? You said that the operative word is if. You want to rely on defense all season long? Well, this week was a this week was a bad one because they didn't have their. I mean, their two main uh, offensive thrusts were both gone in this match. So same Maximan and <laughs> and Almiron are both. Both missing, and then John Joe Shelby was missing. So Newcastle's got a bit of an injury bug right now. But so it was a, it's a little t- it's a Scott, little hard to judge. Mark. It's a you little take, hard. You to, take uh, Firmino, Mane, and Salah off the team, and, and who's scoring the goals? Uh, I mean, Shakiri is, of course, or or, or Origi. I just I just heard him compare Almiron <laughs> and Saint Max and Matt and Joe Ellington probably <laughs> and Joe Ellington <laughs> bust of the season so far. To no, Mane. Shelby was in there. But my, this is my point. The guys who are doing offensive things, and most of them for a club. Yeah, the problem is for Newcastle, it's list three defenders here. That's who the offense is coming from. I know. And, yeah, it, and it definitely sucks. And that's why I'm sticking with their official team name, already relegated Newcastle. Number eight. As long as you like being wrong. <laughs> number eight there was this very surreal fpl moment in game week 17 yeah it was the moment when jack Grealish was stepping up to take a penalty kick against sheffield united because no matter what happened it was going to go well for some and wrong sure. for some sure and for some people it was going to offset each other too <laughs> because here you have two you know probably a lot of people with at least one if not two blades defenders certainly lord lundstrom was or, in everyone's lineup looking yeah. at a clean sheet or three <laughs> or three that's or three right. for yeah. me and then you've got jack grealish everyone's favorite aston villa and in some cases just general overall midfielder Lovely right hair. now and he's stepping up to take a penalty kick and slams it off the bar now as someone who had i, I delayed transferring in jack grealish for game you week 17 were now I was happy. I was yeah. very, very happy. But to me, it was like, what is this version of the bad beat of the week segment? Because whatever it wow. is, like, there's there's a double bad beat there's, thing. There's going only on. one player that is the root of bad beats. A bad beat this week. 
and he plays for Manchester City. There is one singular <laughs> character really? in this okay. this week. Absolutely. Okay. You know who it is. Of course you know who it oh, is. Okay. Right. It's because he was transferred out one of the most of anyone. Gotcha. Gotcha. But Grealish was very trendy coming into the week. His price went up. He's going to probably go up again, if not tonight, then tomorrow. So Grealish is another. It's a it's a hot pickup this week again. So uh, I have I have a feeling he won't end with zero this this next week. Yeah, agreed. Number seven. I know that everyone is talking again, and I say everyone, and what I really mean is on our Slack workspace. Okay. Workspace. Everyone's talking about Mane versus Sala again, which we'll oh, get to boy. in a little bit. There we go. But here's something else we need to think about. Let's go back to the other Liverpool debate, which is Liverpool defender. We've discussed Andy Robertson versus Trent Alexander-Arnold, and why would anyone own Virgil? Well, Liverpool get a clean sheet. No surprise there. Andy Robertson doesn't see the benefit of that. One point for coming in as a substitute. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed something else, Dave. Yeah. Guess who the number one form defender in all of FPL is right now? Um, Virgil. Serge Aurier. Virgil. <clears throat> it is Virgil Van Dyke. You want to talk about Does form? Score points, Scott. Form. Well, he's got the form because of the points, Dave. Hmm. Interesting. Now I'm still not endorsing getting Virgil, but I just think it's so funny that this debate. This other Liverpool debate that we keep having just has a little bit of a wrinkle now to it with Virgil being number one in terms hey, of form. Congratulations, Virgil. For uh, You actually had two clean sheets back-to-back all season. There very, you go. Very nice. It, hey. it, only, it only took Watford and Bournemouth. Congratulations. It's still skewed by his 17. I don't care about Virgil Against Van Brighton. Dyke. I, I mean, you're I, right, Scott. I insist, Scott, I I insist, insist that Scott, it's ridiculous. Before, before the 17, it was... Two, two, one, two, two, two. You're right. So before the and then after the 17 against Brighton, it's been one, six, and seven, and those two clean sheets. So, Scott, you tout that horn, and it will blow back in your face. I still don't own Virgil. I don't <laughs> plan to own Virgil. You it's, die on that. Scott, Scott is right. I just it's true it was that it's funny of all things. All right. Thank here, you, Brian. Here is Virgil right. in good form. Number six, Arsenal's injury list keeps getting longer and longer. The one in- I think they're just they have a bunch of hurt feelings. Yeah, well, there's one thing you're not going to find on it. There's one thing, David, bunch you're not going to find on it. <laughs> and that's Mesut Ozil pulling a Mori. Wow. Comments about Chinese politics. Now, I know this is not a Chinese politics oh, podcast. Oh, you're going there. Yeah, that, yeah, that was wild. Listen, at some point, someone's going to have to do something about the oppression of certain peoples in China. Now, I would not expect Mesut Ozil to be the one to lift up the flag and run with it. I just don't know why there's backlash about it. <sighs> why can't people voice opinions about things? Well, it's, that's my issue. You yeah. know why, Dave. Because it's China. And it's business. And this is and it's business. Now, probably the worst thing to have happened is that, unfortunately, the Chinese people did not get to see Arsenal nil, Manchester City 3. <laughs> but either you way... kind of a joke of a... What kind of a joke of a government? Disappointment. Oh my gosh! Someone... Some one of the players voiced an opinion, because this is how they talk. Yeah. One of their players voiced an opinion. Well, no one in the whole... All the two billion people in China can't watch it now. What a joke. You know, I, I could is- make an obscure reference right now, but I won't. <laughs> Thanks for your. Thanks for your. Uh, Just want you to know that right? when you were talking, it made me think of something very specific, and I'm going okay, to not right. say it. I want you to remind me later. Okay. 
Number five, Dave, you mentioned last week you made some moves because the market forced you to. Took a lot more negatives than you wanted to because you yeah. did not want to take price drops. That's true. And I've been saying for this season, as we've been focusing a little bit more than in past seasons on the importance of team value, that sometimes I don't want to have to do moves because stupid people are forcing me to do stupid moves. I agree with you a little bit. Raul Jimenez, his price dropped a little bit a couple of game weeks ago, and since then he's only scored another couple of fives. Now, thankfully, the market has corrected itself. He's back up to 7.5. But I held on to him the entire time. I'm thankful for the 10 points over the last two matches. Stupid people, stop being stupid. Number four. All right. Good VAR returned this past game week. Last season, Dan Don't. Gosling's goal wouldn't have counted for Bournemouth. And guess what? Struggling, sliding Bournemouth. When we saw the replays, we would have seen that the goal should have been allowed. And it wasn't because VAR didn't exist last season. And we would have lamented. Bournemouth would have lamented the fact that that was two points lost thanks to the lack of technology in the league. We have it back. Dan Gosling's goal was counted. Bournemouth got the win that they deserved. Sadly, Tammy Abraham didn't do much for my fantasy lineup. A lot of good goals this year. Dan Gosling's goal has been my favorite by far. It was fantastic. It was. Even this week, there was rocket shots from multiple, multiple players. Guys taking ridiculous, impossible angles, near post, upper corners, making them multiple guys, not just one. But Dan Gosling's little little rainbow flick, Mm -hmm. knowing where Keppel was. Right under the crossbar. Unbelievable. I loved it. It was so awesome. And I loved it even more because it actually counted. VAR is coming back. It's 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 dipped well, down. Scott, it just did what it's it was gone supposed up. to do there in measurable. Now, just like uh, in the in the Liverpool goal, uh, yeah, yeah, just like in the Liverpool game, Mane's goal should have counted. Number one, I have a I have a I have a hard time with them. They drew a line to his sh- to his shoulder slash arm. Mane, he cannot score with that. So why are you marking offside with his arm when that's not? A part of his body he can score with. That should have been a goal. His shoulder? They, they count from the armpit down because that's not part of the no, arm. No, you cannot left. throw your shoulder into a ball and have it go in. At least they're doing it the same way for everybody. Listen, okay. I don't like it either. It, I know. The but, two lines were almost on top of each other, but the red line was a little further than the black line, so the yeah, goal was a, disallowed. It's no less than the third time we've seen it this season, and they're all ridiculous. All three have been ridiculous. Mane's son and... What another one. doesn't toe. matter. Lundstrom's yeah, toe. Lundstrom's toe. Fair enough. Number three, Kelechi Iannaccio. He showed some very bad manners in the Leicester Norwich match. When, did he was lay, when he was laying on the ground. No, Norwich kicked the ball out of play, and, and Iannaccio should have delivered the ball back to Norwich, but instead he went for goal. And the Norwich players were unhappy. Iannaccio was, follow, uh, was fouled. And yellow card was given. And what was funny is in the break, all the Norwich players ran to the referee to say, how could you let him do that? Why is he doing that? No, Inacho didn't break any rules. He just broke kind of an unwritten rule, right? What's interesting, in, in my opinion, what should have happened in that moment was the most expendable Norwich player should have walked over to Kelechi Inacho and punched him in the face. Mm. Take your red card, get off the pitch, Boom. and carry on with the rest of the match. I'm all about punching in the face. But I loved how they were like, he broke a rule. You do something about – he didn't do anything wrong. Right. But it was very bad manners. Right. Clutchy and Nacho, I like you, but, man, come on. I'm all, about, I'm all about getting an edge to win, but that's not the way to do it. Taking a page from the Chowdhury book. Mm. <laughs> Teammate. Number two, 
I was looking at the scores, the FPL scores for a couple of hammers, Dave. Yes. West Ham, we've we've berated them week after week for the last month Have plus, we? right? Right. They're not great. They've been terrible. They're not great. Especially Brian. He's been doing the most because they're his mistress club, That's his true. second club. That's when true. he can't it's watch his, Spurs, it's his second love. he loves hammers. That's true. But look at the scores for a couple of hammers there. First of all, a guy we have not talked at all about because he's been a bust since he's been signed in the summer. Pablo Fornals. Yeah, Fornals has been... No, no, no. His last, Fornals the last two weeks have been good. That's my point. Oh, his last okay. four matches, 5-2-5-6. Five, five, yeah. He, he's been the, the kind of little... He's filled in for Lanzini. They've needed someone to fill in for yeah. Lanzini and Fornals. He's getting the assists right now, yeah. Yep. And then Brian's favorite defender, Angelo Ogbonna. His last five, 7-6, seven, 1-7-6. Six, seven, six. Scoring goals. Now, before these temptresses hey, tempt you, do you, you hey, listen, those hey, are no, a common no, no, no. theme and thread, Listen, Scott. listen, though. Before these temptresses tempt you into transferring them in, don't do it. West Ham-Liverpool is not happening in game week 18. Yeah, sure. That match has been postponed. They are drawing a blank. That hasn't stopped a whole lot of people from transferring in Salah, has it, Brian? No, it doesn't. Hey, I own that makes a ha- zero sense. I'm hey, I, hey I, own, I own a hammer. I know you do. And that's my... David Martin. You did. Yeah. You did buy him. You bought him. So is that hurt now? That is why... Doesn't yes. Roberto have to play well, now? It depends. We'll find out. We'll find out soon enough how serious. If it's the same kind of injury that uh, Fabianski has, which is wait, that's how they're describing it. Then yeah, that's long term, and we're back to uh, Roberto, and and hammers are getting relegated. <laughs> um, but they have twelve days off. I mean, they have a twelve day twelve day recovery. So they'll. I mean, I'm sure they'll know in a week how serious it is. That's West Ham Liverpool is the reason why it's 39 matches over 13 days for the festive fixtures, not 40. That match is canceled, or no, I'm sorry, it's postponed. It's not taking hey, place st- in game week. I'd game still game. rather have David Martin and the chance of him playing again than than David Button, and that's that was my move. Right. That was I, my I agree. that was my sure. very conservative single move this week. Saved me. Well, you're not gonna be able to play him. And 18. No, I wouldn't do it anyway. Just like you're not going to play Salah, Mane, Robertson, Arnold, anyone else uh, who might have otherwise been in that fixture that's been postponed. All right, number one on my top ten list. Finally. Ten. <laughs> See, I didn't even do what? it this time. I just say that was we just, finally got there. That was just Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Hateful. Wow. Guys, I'm going to go you ahead. You are kind of coming game. at us with this list, but I would just say finally we made it. This is good. All right. Yeah, it's good. We didn't know a whole lot about Tamu Puki before the season started oh, on this podcast. Oh, no. no, Scott. I feel so bad. But right I now. made this bet yeah. uh, with you, Dave, yes, you that did. he wouldn't get a dozen goals this year. After he got off to a really he good start. He hasn't gotten a dozen yet. I claimed that he had peaked, leading me to rename him Tamu Piki. Oh, my. <laughs> you that's you set yourself up there. On Slack a couple weeks ago, I said that I really need that guy to pull a hammy soon. Nothing, sure. nothing, pay, nothing long term. Sure. Nothing that's no car too wrecks, spiteful. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Just, just a good hard hammy. No pull. knife robbing. That's you right. Know, no, next no, no, no. Car, no, no, no. I wish the man no ill will. Just sure. a little bit of discomfort as he walks. Just so some diarrhea. You would wish him diarrhea. Maybe, just maybe, there'll be a little bit of something here while he deals. With a new injury, a broken toe, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, if I can you... only hope, I can only hope that 
Tomu Puki won't play for at least the festive fixtures. Um, It is not as bad as it was initially feared. So the reports now are that he did not break a bone in his right foot. It was just as big as he is still expected so says uh so says at least one norwich report uh still expected to sit out uh to ease swelling and bruising ahead of the wolves fixture okay so no wolves tomu pookie that concludes my top ten list. It was Very good. good. It was good. good. I, if I good. if I wasn't holding this microphone and and cared to do it, I would applaud. <laughs> All right, let's blitz the game week seventeen dream team now. The number one value goalkeeper in all of FPL is there in part because he's been doing so well for so long. But he also was the goalkeeper for the game week seventeen dream team. That is one Aaron Ramsdale of Bournemouth. Aaron Ramsdale. Look, um, look at him go. Continues to be a capable man between the between the posts. Is that what they call it? Uh-huh. In the sticks. <laughs> the sticky Be- mitt. I'm pretty sure it's between the sticks. Look, he's been good. There's no denying that. I, I would have never in a million years guessed that even if, especially if through the first, like, ten weeks. The, okay, there so is no reason why I, I would have thought, like, yeah, i got to go get that guy. Even when they had three clean sheets in a row, I just thought... That's the flukiest nonsense of the entire season. And I feel I still feel like they're trash. What I don't get is I Nathan Ake, who hasn't played in multiple weeks, I think, at least two. No, this was his first week out. Was okay. that's why everyone was so down right, fine, on Mormon. I'll, 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 I'll recant what I just it said. It was it was trash. You know so that. Nathan Ake, Brian, this being his first week out, right? Yes. Uh with an injury. And that's probably why maybe some people had gotten maybe gotten off of Ramsdale. You, forgive me, Scott. Did you mention that Ramsdale is tied as the top goals keeping? Goal there is scorer? no way that is true. No, I just said he's the highest value. That is false. You're lying. There is no way that's true. I was going to edit a bunch of that, but there's no need to. Ramsdale is tied with Casper Sch- Schmeichel for seventy points. One point ahead of Guaida. Two what? points ahead of Matt Ryan. And six points ahead of Dean Henderson and Patricio, Ramsdale is the highest scoring goalkeeper in FPL at 4.6. Now, what's amazing about that is, and this is where I was going before you made me question what I thought I had just saw, (laughs) is Ake, maybe, and I don't have time to count it, looks like he's probably right outside the top 20 in scoring as a defender, and there isn't another one on the whole first page of defenders. My point being is, how does Ramsdale get to be the highest scoring? You know how goalkeeper. You know and yet how his zero defenders anywhere near, and that's what is amazing to me. His safe count is pretty high. It has to be the highest. Yeah, it's very high. He's had sixty-one saves so far, leading to ten bonus points in fantasy so far this season. And that's where he's getting it done then. Conceding he's, 24 goals over 17 matches. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it is. Ten, 10 against Southampton, 6 against Norwich, 8 against Watford, 9 against United, 10 against Chelsea. Man. Dude, yeah, he has the fourth. He's the fourth highest in saves. Uh, he's getting it done. Uh, Lino, your guy Lino, Dave, is the highest of yeah. any saver Pray for of Leno. all savers. Lino, Leno, Lino. 
yeah. pray for that guy on Look, a daily basis. I, I mean, the show that is Arsenal. If you had the guts to play Aaron Ramsdale against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, at Stamford Bridge, knowing that Nathan Ake was not going to play in that match, <laughs> then you deserve double the points that you got. Mm-hmm. That is, that is either the greatest stupidity or the greatest. Or you've confidence. just chosen to go with one yeah. playable goalkeeper, and you're or hoping for the best. Yeah. Three man defense on the dream team. Lord Lundstrom returns to relevance. Heard Luck. That, I heard that part of your podcast Lucky. last week, by the way. I knew this was coming after you guys debated whether or not people should bring him in. I guarantee you more are going to now that he's shown up with 11 points. Jan, homewrecker Vertongen has 10. <laughs> <laughs> should I have to take that out? No. No, well, leave it in. We, we discussed it. I can tell you this. Oh, Vertongen was doing the Superman. Oh, yeah, he the was. The Superman motion as he scored the goal. Dude, that's a crazy header. He headed that from the from the from the penalty spot. Yeah. It and somehow it made it in with decent pace. That was a crazy looking header. And the fact that he was completely unmarked is mind blowing. He needed to do that because he got Torched taken to the cleaners by, by Adama Traore, Traore for game. an entire match. So yeah, I, I mean that had to be relieving. Fabian Balbuena also made the dream team, Brian. Uh, I don't even understand that. And, <laughs> and uh, look, I don't know who's I, like. If it wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for for Chelsea getting blanked at home against yeah. Bournemouth, sure. Then I I would think that Liverpool was probably the luckiest to leave with a clean sheet this weekend. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> like ridiculously lucky that that was their first home clean sheet. Let me go but, ahead and interrupt but you. Bournemouth Ryan, clean sheeting Chelsea at Stamford Bridge ridiculous. is ridiculous. Let me just interrupt the podcast here by going ahead and giving out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award since you brought it up, Brian. Yeah, good. Uh, it has to be shared among multiple Watford players. Oh my goodness. Uh, Decore Yes, definitely. And Saar at least are at least at the top of the list. Team Watford. Flub. Flub after flub. Watford easily could have won this match. They, that's many people lit, watching it, and I only could watch highlights, said the exact same thing that they should have had four goals in the first half. Ducore for a while they had the only chances. And the <laughs> Ducore's miss, it was like what, two minutes later that Salah was scoring his goal? I mean, they had the opportunity to be up at least one nil, and in and and really denying Liverpool most chances. Like it, it is such. It's like that. That just completely flipped the match on its head, wow. or it felt like it should have changed momentum, and it didn't. Watford was still. I mean, it was nervy for a lot of that. I mean, even after the the Mane, especially I mean, after the sti- Mane goal was over, was overturned. Right, and it was still it was one still nothing nervy. until yeah. until Origi. Until Miss, until Origi almost got himself the kick, yeah he could have gotten Benteke and it kindly board. bounces to Salah who's just standing right next to the goalpost and just kind of backheels it in with a little fancy twist. Wow, what the what kind of <laughs> luck luck of Alexander Galuck luck was that? Look, the only other the only other luckier one is Sheffield. I mean that is just that is just complete dumb luck. Well, let me use that to transition into the midfield. Okay. Because Kevin DeBrowna and Raheem Sterling bookend, I would dare say, a midfield that we would all want to have in our fantasy lineups. But it's the dream team lineup this weekend. DeBrowna and Sterling alongside Salah, John Fleck, 
and Adama Traore. Not a bad, uh, not a bad midfield. I would be, I wouldn't be mad about. Now that. you guys don't have to believe me. You guys don't have to believe me, but but part of this is on our Instagram account. So if you follow Fantasy Soccer FC on Instagram, you know this to be true. What you transferred in, John Fleck? I went from Salah to Mane this week, so okay. of course Salah got the sixteen. Uh, but on top of that, I my other transfer because I had two free transfers. My other one was to send McGinn out. Okay. Good. And I needed to go down in price because I went from Salah to Mane. And so I went, first I was looking through and scrolling through, and I was like, oh, John Fleck. Like, I'm not hoping for a lot there. He would be my number four midfielder, but sure. maybe I could do worse. And, of course, he got 15. I did not bring John Fleck oh, in. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you brought yeah, him in. Instead, I decided to be, I was swayed by one of two Wolves midfielders. So then it was like, okay, which Wolves midfielder do I bring in? Do I oh. go with Matinho or do I go with Traore? And I was like, I don't know. I ended up going with, of course, Matinho. Of course. Yeah. I know. Went, I went with the, the one of the three guys who did nothing uh, in this game week. I was within uh, the, the only thing that kept me from going from De Bruyne, De Bruyne, De Bruyne, KDB <laughs> to Mo Salah was the fact that Liverpool does not have a match this week. Okay. Otherwise... My transfers would have been Pulisic and De Bruyne out, Salah and Grealish in, and I would have been screaming my head off because it would have been it would have been a negative. It would have been a minus eight to right. bring those guys right, in because right, right. I had already transferred sure. out a goalkeeper, uh, and it would have been uh, a, a net loss in points. So. Hey, sometimes it pays to be a little bit patient. That's, this time, oh, I, please, all I, the time. I'm just thankful that that Liverpool had their match postponed. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I would have lost a good bit of points. Well, we haven't talked yet about the FPL Cup, but that the first well, round and there, technically and there, there started. There wasn't a need to yet. Yeah. Well, the first the qualifying took place in game week 16. The first round took place in game week 17. That's right. Uh, I was feeling pretty good because I was ahead by 12 points. Uh, my my squad was locked in. My score was locked in. I was feeling okay, considering I was 12 points up on my opponent. He only had Kevin DeBrowne left to play. There's there's little chance that this was going to go bad for me. It went very bad for uh, me. Yeah. KDB with 19 points. My other thought in transferring out Brutal. KDB to bring in Salah was my thinking that, you know what, Salah's got the big, he's the big hitter potential. He has the 20, he's the 20-point guy on his best day. KDB's more of a 7 to 12 point guy. <laughs> I'm going to swing. If I was going to do this, I'm swinging for the fences. And uh and sure enough, it's the it happened exactly kind of the opposite of that uh, this week. Moving to the front line, there's two forwards who made the dream team in game week 17. We've already discussed Tomu Puki a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh Brian, I'm going to turn this over to you because you have some interesting stats about the second forward who made the dream team. It is of course Burnley's Chris Wood. Hey, in a segment we like to call Chris Wood. Hey, <laughs> guess who has the highest expected goals per 90 minutes of any forward? Well, no, that's not true. Of any player, player. in the Premier League with a minimum of 15 appearances. So someone who's played a vast majority of, of the games this season. Guess who it is? The answer begs to be Chris Wood, but I feel it's like Ashley that's going to be wrong. <laughs> Scott, it's, what's your guess? Chris Wood. Dave? Uh, John Fleck? 
He's not a forward. Oh. Uh, uh, no, that's true. You're right. Is that your real guess? No, no, it's not. Um, uh, Mane. No, it, Scott's right. It's Chris Wood. Oh! <laughs> I mean, the segment's named after the guy. I know. Well, Chris obvious. Wood has a it's a .7 uh, XG per 90 minutes. He's tied with Marcus Rashford. He's got a high XG. The, the only players he does have a high XG. Wow. It's like it's like it's like low T, only opposite. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Jesus and Aguero actually ha- of players who matter. You know, like Batshuayi has a really high XG, but nobody cares because he's not cares. playing at all. Yeah. Jesus and Aguero are the highest. They're almost to one, which is crazy. 0.83 for Jesus and Aguero is 0.94, but. They've only played 14, you know, of course, Aguero's been out for a while, and right, nobody's owning, I don't think anyone's owning him anyway. I just think it's crazy. Who's rushing out to buy Chris Wood this week? I don't think anyone is. Right, quick question, Should Brian. They? Brian, hold on, hold on. Question. Who has, Scott, don't look, stop, stop looking, Scott. Who has more points, Chris Wood or, or Callum Wilson? I think Chris Wood might have caught him. It's oh. a trick question. It's tied. They're tied. It's, they're tied at the, at the moment. It only took Callum, it only took Callum Wilson missing a while for Who that to has touch back up. More That's good. points, Brian. Okay. Chris Wood or Aston Villa's Wesley? Oh, I think that's definitely Chris Wood. Not by much, but you're correct. Who has more points, Brian? The one you would trick me on, and one you'd Hilaire get. Hilaire. Oh man, Chris that's Wood. probably tighter. I would. St- I'm still gonna guess Chris Wood. Hilaire by one. Oh, that stinks. Hilaire scored a nine. You would have. You Last one, Malpe. Malpe. I think. Ma- I think. I think Mopay has You're right. higher. You're right. Uh, right. You would have gotten me on Kane or Chris Wood because I. I, might, I did want to go there because I might have guessed Chris Wood anyway on that one. It's Kane. So what I'm saying is, uh, oh, also Dave, two other things about Chris Wood. Um, one, it was a Chris Wood foot whiff on 12 minutes. Dwight McNeil, a pretty decent cross, not the greatest cross, but a, a good cross. You want to know why? This is perfectly perfectly explainable. Just completely miskicked. He doesn't know how to score with his feet. He yeah, that's what I know. We've said this a lot. Um, and my second thing here is that uh, a perfect hat trick for Chris Wood is when he scores a headed goal and whiffs with both both of his feet. That's true. I think that I think that is a Chris Wood perfect hat trick. A, a Chris a Chris, a Chris Wood, Wood hat, hat trick, trick. would yeah. would consist of forehead, backhead, top head uh, goal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All Makes right. That, tons of sense. That rounds out the that dream team. Is your Chris Wood segment? All right. <laughs> Jeez. Mercifully, it's over. But hey, our Chris Wood's good. I don't. I mean, is I, look, good. I, I, is good. I don't know why everybody's so but down. But he can't on score. Outscore the, the injured Callum Wilson or uh, Hilaire. Uh, really? Ah, uh, go on. All right. I'm going to give out my honorary meaningless fantasy half point in this match. Oh, good. This Burnley Newcastle match. I'm giving it to Tim Robinson, first time referee in the Premier League. Tim Robinson. Congratulations Nobody, to that guy. Nothing weird happened here. Well, was there? Depends on who you ask. If you ask Sean Dice, I'm sure there was something weird. Well, that leads us to our manager quotes of the week. All right. Oh, wow, quotes. Steve, Steve Bruce of Newcastle, following the match, says, Both teams huffed and puffed all day. Okay. And we uh, were hoping it's not going to rest on a refereeing decision. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay sir Topham Hat. <laughs> and unfortunately, 
<laughs> That's what happened, Steve Bruce says. So many decisions were strange, and the big decision that wins or loses the game, he's got wrong. He's referring to the play that led to the goal. Originally, what's funny about this is, originally it was awarded by Tim Robinson as a goal kick. The assistant referee convinced him to make it a corner kick instead, as I understand it. I really didn't watch all of this match, to be honest with you. Uh, so it sounds like Steve Bruce actually has a problem with the linesman, not Tim Robinson. But he blamed Tim Robinson. Sean Dyche has a problem with who people think Burnley are in general. Here's Sean Dyche's quote. Good. A few of us have fed back to the powers that be that it seems that teams like us get these first-time referees. And then you go, well, why don't you put them in the big games? Because if they've got to learn, they've got to learn. These are big games for us. These can decide up and down in a division. So I think there's just a little bit less tolerance. He's, of course, referring to the referee. So what he wanted was a first-time referee to get Arsenal City, not Burnley Newcastle. At this point, it, I feel like he just put the refereeing role on, on ro blast. Roll caller. No, 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 no. Like whoever's making the decisions to put referees in what matches. Like someone has to. I don't believe they sports guess their way into who's mm -hmm. refereeing the games. Mm -hmm. So, but he just put him into a lose lose because if he would have put the, him on an Arsenal City match, which I mean. Whatever Arsenal's, like, they're fighting and they're in a relegation fight. Oh, stop it! Um, they're ninth place. But, but someone, someone could complain. Oh, well, you know, you only you only put them in like that match. I just feel like the referees' organizations in a lose lose there. Yeah, people are gonna hate. Haters are gonna hate. You always your first time has to come somehow. It's like that. To, it's like that, exactly right. It's like that classic young person's dilemma when they're trying to get a job. They. They're held back because they don't have experience, but they can't get experience Unless until they, they get the job, until right? Until they get experience. And exactly right. And that's the situation here with Tim Robinson. It has to happen somewhere. Of course it's going to happen in Burnley, Newcastle. If you don't want it to happen in Burnley, Newcastle, don't be Burnley. Wow. Truth Ow. bomb. Hashtag truth bomb. All right. That's mean. Hey, Brian, Dave, were you disappointed that John Joe Shelby did not play and yeah, might not play yeah. again this weekend? Yeah, I am a little disappointed, actually. <laughs> yeah, you gave him so much love. I might have to play Rico. Listen, Scott, now stop it. It is well-deserved. Once again, do I need to revisit his last six matches that he's played? Oh, nine, here you nine, go. 9 9 9 2 2 9 what, what am I making up there? It sounds like that clip from the... He got the, a zero this week because he was injured. It sounds so, like that clip of the, the movie where Hitler's pounding the table saying... <laughs> yeah. 9 9 9 9 9 <laughs> It's so true. It's so good. There's one thing that you guys were forgetting in the midst of your John love. I listen. I was, it's the fact that he's look, John Joe it. Shelby. So? Ryan said it himself. So he's only putting in the points because he's accidentally scoring. Listen, it, I, I, I I understand it. Look, I'm I will ha be happily be the bucket of cold water on Newcastle. It's the same with Crystal Palace. It's like, do you want players from teams who barely ever shoot? I mean, if I just don't know why that's, that's a desirable hard. quality for anyone on any team. Hey, you do, they you have make a the, third like, of the instances among the entire league 
of no shots on target in a match. You, One third of all of you, the occurrences is Newcastle. You make the most of your chances. Wilfred Zaha did it today. I mean, that was Zaha, Zaha was nowhere for forty-five minutes and then decided to play the second half. And yeah, he, because he remembered he needs to get signed in January. Right. He can't. He can't do nothing all the time. He was not tracking back. I mean, they they made a note of. I mean, they talked about that during the match. He was hardly doing anything, and then he decides <laughs> like, "Well, I better turn it on here." And thank, nice I mean, goal. thankfully for him, really good goal for sure. Palace won, Brighton won. You guys yeah. are losing the whole point. Yeah, we're, let's get back to John Joe Shelby. midfielder that plays every match and has producing in his last six games. Free transfers are precious. I'm not wasting one on John Joe well, Shelby. Okay, but again, you're not listening to the point. John Joe Shelby in John my Fleck. midfield. John, John Joe Fleck. Uh, that would be... I might That's not take horrible. That guy. Yeah, That's not I might horrible. do that. Other than John Joe Fleck. <laughs> Give me John Joe Fleck. In my, in my midfield, Traore is not much Shelby more. is surrounded by Mane, Brown, Asun, and Pulisic. So, I said, oh, it, Pulisic I said it wrong. Pulisic. No, no it's Pulisic. Pulisic. Come on, man. Sk- Ryan, do you have anything? I mean, how do you feel about Pulisic? Oh, my goodness. Well, we can talk about that. Let's talk about we, that whenever right whenever now. we get to that. Let's get to that now, Brian. I'm looking at you. Give us some... You promised us some crazy. Christian I know. I have a stats. hint of what this is, Scott. And at the end of it, I'm going to go in your face. <laughs> My face? Yes. I own Christian Pulisic. You were poo pooing on him ten seconds ago. I, I own can, him. I can rewind it. I have him in my lineup. Well, why were you knocking him? Well, because he got me three last weekend. Ah, he's been a little bit of a slump, but whatever. All right, I'm going to give you. I can do this if I'm if I write this up. I'll do this. Would show up as like one of those uh, player A and player B. Okay. I'm giving you player A. I'm telling you that player A is Christian Pulisic. I'm gonna give you stat his stats and player B is the second number I'm about to say here. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me who you think player B is. Okay. I mean that's like an impossible thing to guess. I'll I'll, I'll tell you it's a midfielder though. Somebody who's classed in FPL as a midfielder. Since week ten, so this is going back to week ten. That's when that's when Pulisic started. This is these are the stats. This is for both players since week ten. Number of touches in the opponent's box. Pulisic sixty-one. Player B fifty-one. Hmm. Okay, touches in the box. All right. Penalty area actions, and that means anything that moves the ball from the penalty area or from outside the penalty area into the penalty area. Okay. Pulisic, 30. Player B, 9. Okay, that's a bigger discrepancy. Attempted assists. Pulisic, 12. Player B, 6. Player B's uh, selfish. Expected FPL points. Pulisic, 47. Player B, 41. Since week 10, okay. Big chances. So, big chances to score. Big chances. Pulisic, 6. Player B, 5. Wow. Expected goals. Each player is has an XG of four over okay. that span. All right. I love XG. XG's in this pod. All of shots in the box. XG for life. X shots in the box. Pulisic twenty five. Player B twenty four. Okay. It seems like the stats. Christian really? Pulisic is higher in every number to player B. Want you to give me your best shot at who you think player B is, Dave. I'm guessing it's a Liverpool player. I'm guessing it's either Mane or Salah. It's gotta be Raheem Sterling. That's a great guess. I'm gonna go Sadio Mane. 
you're both giving great guesses and I'll say it's because this is a high profile player. Player B is Mo Salah of Liverpool. Since week 10, Christian Pulisic has his numbers are so that's the reason why like FPL scouts got it on the the site right now urging patience with Chelsea assets because of their upcoming schedule and especially with Pulisic that's one of the stats that they give is that he's had like some ridiculous number of shots in the box in the last four weeks or something their performances and I'm especially saying this in light of their recent loss at home to Bournemouth right is reflective of the fact that they are young yeah, you stay. You if any, if anything is set it and forget it, it's your Chelsea players that you've gone with simply because they're going to have off matches, but they're going to have amazingly on matches. I guarantee. I, and this is not even that big of a that this is not even that big of a claim, but I guarantee because there's going to be three game weeks between now and when we pod again, eighteen through twenty. It's going to happen before we record again. I guarantee you. You're going to be happy at some point in there that you own whatever Chelsea players you own. I do agree. I agree with that. It and the and the one stat, uh, especially now, like the one stat that Salah is ahead of him in that span is shots on target. Salah has put 15 shots on target in that span, and a lot. Of, I mean, some of that is in the last two weeks. Salah's stats in the last two weeks help bring that way up. Mm. I just think it is so difficult for me to see. Like this is another one. Like we see the price drop, Pulisic drop from seven five to seven four at some point in the last week. I don't care. It is so. I mean, of course, the market I, is stupid. The people, the masses are dumb. The, I should not be punished for stupid people doing stupid things. I know, but it's hard because because and this. I think you're right. I think this is like a slump for guys who were flying really high a while ago, and now they just can't quite click. Uh, but and their and their struggles at home have been pretty well documented now. So like they've been better away. So that's the that's the other tough thing with Chelsea. But that's what the reason why I think there is a, you know I, it's hard to be patient whenever you see no returns though, and I'm sure that's difficult for everyone because they are in that medium range, and there are guys that are. It, it's the Jack Grealishes, it who you know, Traores. and and if yeah. you're on Pulisic and you see James Madison going crazy, yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago, like the move from Pulisic to Madison was a point one a week in the in the last week. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't have made that move, especially seeing you know seeing the number of transfers out, but playing at Spurs, home to Southampton, and at Arsenal in the next three weeks is the reason why uh, FPL is saying, hey, you might want to hold here. Uh, all th- like, How leaky are Spurs, even with Mourinho there? Yeah. They're leaky. Uh, Saints, one of the worst defenses in the Premier League, and they get them at Stamford Bridge, and then, of course, Arsenal. Uh, and then, of course, Arsenal. That's right. And then at Brighton, even after that. I mean, that's... I mean, that's you can score. That's a wide open. That can be a wide open game. Yeah, Brighton's attacking. So, it's just, it's just amazing that... The stats for Pulisic have been absurd. Those numbers are... It's not unbelievable because we've seen how good he's... Like, how, he's like the, whatever that switch is that, yep. he, yeah. that he hit here when he, uh, you know, he had that run, what, three or four matches in a row where he looked amazing. Yeah. But it hasn't changed. The stats are still there. It just hasn't gotten the return, so... Well, Brian, you've definitely influenced me because Pulisic's gone from one of my more prioritized transfers to down on the list now. I'm going to keep the guy. Let's keep him, Scott. I'm going to keep the guy. By hey, the way... Hey, wait. P. 
people who are willing to take negative 12s are moving the market around more than they should, then I want those guys <laughs> to stop. Hey, okay. talk to FPL about hey, changing so things. Let's, let's make this an FPL draft podcast. Are we going to talk about, are we going to say anything about tough fi- fixtures for Liverpool or for uh, Leicester City? Yeah, it, it needs to be mentioned. Let me ask one question about Pulisic Although, here. Um, if you had, if you have Pulisic and James Madison, which I am one of those people, and you had to, and you were selling, which one of those guys would you be more inclined to sell? James Madison, Pulisic, playing City and Liverpool in the next two weeks. Yeah, or Pulisic true. playing a really good matchup, or on paper, or what look you know right now playing against defenses that can be had? That's a great question, because if you're not paying attention that closely, like we're discussing here, you're going to transfer out Pulisic because of his recent performances. Yeah. But Madison, I mean, the goal opportunities are not going to be there as much over the next... I'm not saying uh, he's not going to get something. I mean, he did score against Liverpool. He's had some big goals. What I'm saying is, like this, I feel like this is a, this is a tough call it, given, it given where things like are right it. now. It seems like it. I would say this. If you have them, I would keep both of them, and I would probably play both of them. Look at this, though. At City, does that scare you? Does City's defense right now really scare you? The only people that have problems with City's defense is Arsenal, right? So uh, City's and – then, and then Liverpool, they play home – Leicester plays home to Liverpool the next week. City does still scare me. Five days later, I, I'm just saying. City no, have earned the right to no, scare people. No way, man. At this point, listen, City is gonna without. They Mid- rolled into the Emirates, your club, and they rolled all over them. Uh, yeah, Southampton does that. Big, big. <laughs> Brighton, Brighton did. Brighton roll. Name <laughs> someone, and they it, listen. Plymouth Argyle could run, roll into the Emirates. Oh, and listen roll, to you. And roll the gun. That is not right a now. random choice of club. There, mean spirited. Hey, listen. No, though. I'm giving them some love. Listen. How ironic is it that this result against City is what it's going to take for Mikel Arteta to take over Listen, Arsenal? Do you know what Arteta was? We're, we'll take a little Arsenal moment at this point. Ah, uh, why did I do this? Listen, elephant in the room, Mikel Arteta. He was the number one choice for after Wenger, and he wanted he wanted transfer power. He wanted transfer veto. He wanted way more say than Arsenal Brass wanted to give their manager after Wenger in choosing transfers. And so they did not go with Arteta. And so as Arteta's sitting there watching his team destroy Arsenal, he had to be thinking, holy crap, I'm going to get a ton of money because they're going to come to me after this game and beg me to, to manage his team. And you know what happened? Arsenal Brass show up and they leave his house at 1 a.m. and – Rumor is that, that but, but, but please, Mister yes, Arteta. Yes. Now, so here's the thing. You I've been it, begging for this. You think it was like? Uh, you think it was like oh. uh, Love Actually? You think? Yes. It was... No. This was. This was. <laughs> <laughs> this was. Oh. Listen, think... I've been. I've been begging for this. Why right? did he do that as soon as I took a drink? I don't know. Oh. His timing is impeccable. Yeah. I have what's, been begging what's the guy? for this. What's Rick? I don't know. No, what's, what's the guy the holding actor? the signs at the door? Yeah, like they're holding the signs. I, I only know him. By the way, I, worst I, movie, most overrated movie of the last decade. I only Love, know actually. him as I only Hot know him. take right there, Dave. All right, Scott. I only know him as Rick from Walking Dead. Scott's what, a movie. What's, what's his last name? I, 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 who, who gives a <laughs> shit? It's Love Actually. <laughs> Look, 
That's all, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Was it like that? He shows up sure. holding signs. By the way, if you love Love Actually, go ahead and let us know through social media. I love to engage with you on that. Scott, Scott is our movie critic around here. He he knows it. No, I'm not selling you short either, Brian. Film critic, Dave. Film critic, Film excuse critic. me. I am not. Brian and Scott both. Brian's like, Brian's like, if it's not I'm mystery thumbs, science. I'm thumbs downing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, here's my point. God bless. Just let me have a moment, Scott. I barely want you to have that. Arsenal are in absolute shambles and i think arteta just named his price and they're gonna have to meet it and i think he named his terms and they're probably gonna meet that as well and i think it's something that i want i think it's something that i will be good uh look he's never managed a team before and right now every day that passes it seems like this job gets bigger and bigger he's got a bunch of punks he's got to get rid of He's got some good young players that are willing to give their all. You need play. to Chelsea your way through the rest of the season. So I, but it does make me nervous because he's never managed. He's never managed a team before. You can assistant manage, and an Arsenal <laughs> Claude, an Arsenal fan TV, said that all Arteta's ever done is just set out cones at practice, <laughs> which is amazing. He's also taken a lot of abuse from Pep over the last couple of years. So. But here's the thing, though. Pep likes to hit what him. I am hoping for. What slaps. I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pep slaps. Oh, he's man. had a lot of Pep slaps. What I'm hoping for is the fact that he's been around Pep long enough to learn to get the Pepness from there, and then take his belief in in as the ex captain of Arsenal. He's absorbed it to that beautiful skin. Of That's his. right. You're you're thinking of club hugs and Pep slaps. Yeah. Club hugs and pep slaps. That really is the difference world. between those two. Isn't in a perfect it? world, that that that's the perfect manager. It's, this, oh. it's it's like getting a Werther's from Roy Hodgson. <laughs> I hope everyone listening Roy, knows what a Werther's Roy is. Roy is the the old guy in the corner. He's a grandpa. Of course, he's got some hard candy in a wrapper. <laughs> Of course he does. There's a bowl. There's a bowl on the sidelines. Zaha here, Wilf. Was Wilf there? here, take this. Good job. Good job, son. All Did right. you get to your point? Good job, son. What was hey, my point? Who Look, knows anymore? The Arsenal sucks, and that they <laughs> and need to play their young guys. Uh, and Arteta's, and Arteta's the man. Dave, whose face was more hilarious to you on the sideline? Ozil's as he's walking off the, the pitch <laughs> when he got substituted, or Lacazette's sitting on the sideline not getting subbed in. Wow. Uh, tough choice. Uh, my angst for Ozil continues to go up, uh, and so I'll go with Ozil because Lacazette's my guy. But, uh, yeah, man, you're down, and you don't bring Lacazette on? Come on, man. What are you doing? Uh, Dave, <laughs> again, convince. <laughs> all, I, I think Freddie, all he's done – Oh, Uncle Freddie is just doing is like try to make every bad decision to not get the game. He's done what Emery would do. W W E D. What would Emery do? That's what he's been doing. I can't imagine it's this hard to make freaking decisions. Dave, two matches in a row, ninety minutes for Martinelli. This is the only thing fantasy wise that needs to be mentioned. This this is season changing if this continues. So. Martinelli. This is not this is not Mason Greenwood who's a who's a good player and when he gets out there he gets some goals sometimes. This is 290 minutes for a player that you've seen like destroy in the last 2 months. Hold on though. Agree. Hold I, on, I just want to know how real is it? 
I, I think it's very real. In fact, if a new manager comes in... It's as real as his manager, isn't it? I mean, this is a Freddy thing. It could be, but I don't think so, Scott. He was, he was playing and scoring in all the matches that weren't Premier League matches. <laughs> right, okay? right. Uh, bef- but I'm just Freddy, saying, there's so much and- uncertainty right now with who's going to play, who's going to manage. How do you know, if I go to Gabriel Martinelli right now, that he's going to actually play? Yeah, Gabriel. I don't care. I don't watch Arsenal. Why would you watch Arsenal <laughs> well, right now? That's fair. Look, it's a valid point. So those of us who slum away and do actually watch <laughs> Arsenal would tell you that Gabriel Martinelli has been the best player on the pitch every single game he's played this season. Therefore, as an 18, 19-year-old, the kid's going to play. He's been one of the best, brightest spots of the Arsenal season. Anyone who watches the games will tell you. He's 4-5. He's now starting Premier League games. I don't. Th- I think if Arteta comes in and or Freddie, whoever it is, this kid will continue to start matches. If it was me, I would sit Pepe and I would start Martinelli on one side, Aubameyang in the other, and Lacazette in the middle, and that'd be my starting front line. So, anyways, whatever. Let's go to a London club. I actually want to talk about. Let's go okay. back to Crystal Palace for a second. Do we have to do this? They I- drew one-one today against Brighton. We're recording this on Monday night. I just want to bring up James Tompkins, Brian. I want you to tell yeah. me why, why I should not pay why? attention to James Tompkins, despite his last four scores being eight, six, five, and five. Since I have emotional uh, investment in this, due to my pure, uh, unadulterated hatred of Martin Kelly. <laughs> uh, I just I'm I just would like to make it extremely clear again that Martin Kelly is out there due to the injuries of four other people. But Tompkins isn't. No, James Tompkins is. Look, James Tompkins is good, and and but, Tompkins but, 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 is their guy. You know what was you know what was hilarious? He's only getting points in this match because he had this light flick. The initial cross came from Martin Kelly. Right. And skimmed Tompkins, 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 Tompkins yes. hair in the rain. <laughs> yes. It yes. went straight to Zaha. And Tompkins like yeah. I couldn't tell if he was acting like if he was embellishing the touch or if he was trying to downplay the touch. Like I didn't touch that. It was one or the other, which is so weird because they're the opposite in terms of reaction. But he gets credit for the light touch to Zaha before Zaha decided to do something with the ball is, and is, kick it is, into is the Tompkins roof of the net. Le- is Tompkins less than 4.5? No, he's 5-0. So, yeah, you, uh, to me, that is, the, that is the only thing I need to hear about Crystal Palace defender not named Martin Kelly is the number 5. Right. As soon so, as I see that in the front... That to me ends now, the ends the discussion. Brian, this needs to be discussed until M- March fourteenth, until through March fourteenth. <laughs> it is green and gray with the a blip of Arsenal, which is red and shouldn't be. Okay, and at City, which defense can leak a goal. But okay, so one match in the next thirteen. Give me that date again. Until when? March fourteenth. That's crazy. Palace's end of schedule is bloody. Blood red. Until then, <laughs> look, Brian. I'm gonna say it right now, and don't you oh, stop right, me. Okay. You Dallas defenders. You are stupid if you don't own Martin Kelly. <laughs> Dave, I have owned Martin Kelly for two weeks. I know you. Oh. I'm not talking to you. I'm just pointing at you. I sold him. Pointing at everyone else. <laughs> I sold him. I don't have him right now. No, it was a few weeks ago. Listen. Martin Kelly, <laughs> mark it down. You're stupid if you don't own him. 
With their schedule going forward, Palace is better than you think. I sold them during all those zeros. Also, Guaidas right. to be mentioned. And, and his price and his his he was dan- in danger of going to back to four zero at that Ryan. point. Guaida, the last four weeks. Guaida, yeah, I was going to say, if I was going to spend $5 on a Crystal Palace person, it would be Guaida. Because today, ridiculously, he gets eight points. Nine saves, bonus points, yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. And they don't concede a lot. They don't. Uh, no, it doesn't Roy, matter who Roy they has play. him sitting back there. They Roy, Roy, Roy has him. Yep. I mean, you saw yeah. what that first, if you watched today, the first half was basically Brighton, uh, it was Trossard and Gross uh, and Dan Byrne playing a little triangle on the left side and taking about 40 chances. Uh, he had, I mean, at, at halftime it looked like he was going to finish with 20 saves, and then Palace decided to get rid of Riedewald and uh, they went a little bit more attacking. And and Wilfred Zaha decided to start playing for real. No, look, I'm not. Listen, I've said it on the Lost Pod. Even I, I cannot I argue. I don't believe it. I, I love that this. Yeah. Can, the I cannot argue. I cannot run. argue with Martin Kelly. I could not argue with him a few weeks ago. They have too many injuries. Gary Cahill. Uh, Roy says it this week. He had a surgery. Gary Cahill is going to be out for a while. Mamadou Sako still has one more, one more match ban before he can come back. Joel Ward is at least out until the new year. So. Martin Kelly has a spot for a while. Uh, today, Scott Dan, it was the same thing. I think if, if it was a better team, uh, Scott Dan would have been abused by a better team uh, on a better day. Yeah. Uh, Mope was killing him. Like they they Mope even said good, they man. even said that at one point that if he that if it was he would have rather played someone like Benteke, someone who's waiting for a ball at the feet, somebody who isn't trying to run in behind because he's slow. He's a big giant slow goon. So I, of course of course they need to have Martin Kelly out there because they don't have anyone else. There is no one else, especially now with Van Onholt injury uh, for however long that's going to be. And no Jeffrey Schlupp to come in and fill in that role if they need him. That's crazy. I agree with you, Dave. I mean, that's why I'm saying even I can't deny it. I, <laughs> I, I had to do it. I know. It's, it's fascinating. All right. We are leaving game week 17, and we are now looking ahead. Game weeks 18 through 20 are coming fast and furious. In fact, we won't record again until game week 20 is in the books. Since that marks the halfway point in the middle there that's the halfway point of the season i wanted to take a minute and go back to the summer signings and 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 debate with you guys what the best summer signings have been now we're obviously a fantasy soccer podcast so that will obviously dictate a lot of our discussion here but that doesn't have to be all of our discussion sure i found six summer signings now i'm not including the loans or the signings that came following loans. So oh. guys like Danny Ings and Raul Jimenez are not included in this discussion. They've been in the league for a little longer than the guys that I want to discuss. Right. I'm talking about the guys who are new to the league in the summer. Okay. Or at least new to their clubs, I should say. New to their right. clubs in the league in the summer. Uh, and so I've got six that I thought were decent enough to discuss. And I'm going to give you my rankings, and I'm sure that you're going to hate them. Mm. So I want to hear what you think, all right? All right. So I'm going to start with number six and work my way to number one. Most impactful summer signings in the Premier League. You ready? Yep. All right, let's hear it. All right, number six, I'm going to go with Jordan Ayew, Crystal Palace. Okay. He's been relevant 
for most of the Started, first half. He of the hasn't season. gotten injured. That's probably his best, you know, name name to call to fame or whatever. What? How do you say that, Brian? A claim um, to fame. He scored. He scored a couple for. goals. He's been okay. He was We've close. been discussing he him on this today. podcast. Dave, you, were, Dave, you were insisting on IU not too long well, ago. Well, I just said I think he's the best value at a 5-0 striker. Like, yeah. he's playing, I would say. Although Mason it, Greenwood is coming along at 4-5. Uh, I mean, he got one goal. Mason Greenwood, he's currently the third most transferred in forward of all forwards in FPL this and week. And I get which it. Is, I get it. Yeah, because he's 4.3. It's weird. All right, that's our. <laughs> he what? What did you yawning. say? Yawning. I was yawning. He we. It's weird. He's. It's weird. Okay. It's weird. He says. Okay. It's weird. All right. It's number weird. six, Jordan Ayew. Number five, Jetro Willems. Now he's alone. He's been more impactful than Ayew. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I like Jetro. Ayew's a nice a nice guy to have out there because you'd rather have Ayew playing most of the time than Benteke. Sure. But Jetro's Jetro's, Jetro's had, been he's good. had some important moments. Yep. Important. Number four, Lise Mousset. Now, Mousset, uh, yeah, I like that. More impactful than Jetro. Than Jetro. Certainly lately, right? Yeah, not, for sure. Not so much the first couple of segments of the season, but lately. What have you done for me lately? Been. I would say Mousset over Jetro. No, in his minutes, I mean, he's been. Mousset's first goal came against Everton. Away at Everton when Blades had that huge game. I mean that was a that was a big moment. Was them that was week six. That was still when I think there was some belief that Everton was still capable of being end of last season Everton. Okay. For Blades to go in there, Mousset to be the one of the goal scorers, that was for his first big moment. And then within the next five weeks after that he scored two more times. So yeah, I mean that was when he got himself on the radar was week five. That's okay. a big. That's a big. It, it's true. All right, an important guy for them. All right, so far you guys are with me. Okay. Number three, Daniel James, Manchester United. Yeah, I would rank James higher than Musa. He's been a little in and out. That's just club. In that's terms just of club relevance. bias. No. I mean, Sheffield is higher in the table than Manchester United right now. I, I feel like James. James is a is. A, Absolute threat and terror most games to any right or left back he's he's going up against. Yeah, I mean I can see that. I, I'm he's I, coming off a pair of fives, and do you know who their four opponents are during the festive fixtures? Yeah, they have a really good run here at Watford, up. Newcastle, at Burnley, at Arsenal. Yeah, it's the reason three why away matches, but not bad opponents. It's the no. reason why no one is dissuaded from buying Rashford. One of yeah, the easily one of the most transferred in players of all players, only DeBrana and more so far this week. All right, so that was number three, Daniel James. So far, so good. I, I'm, I'm happy okay. to hear this so yeah, far. Yeah, sure. All yeah. right, number two, Neil Mope. Right, man, he's come on. I can. I mean, I, look, his last three uh, are uh, nine, eight, and six. So I, I, this is a little bit maybe of skewing to the is, recent. It is. It is a bit recency bias of you, Scott. I agree, but. Look, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and dig it up. We could look at it from one big stat, which which who hey, who knows might make a triumphant <laughs> return this week. No, there was a point earlier in the season when I said this is this is Neil Mopé's Brighton attacking yeah. team now. Yeah, uh, he he is uh, today. I mean, in a in a rivalry, in a true derby, uh, a, a tier two derby. <laughs> <laughs> 
he he had the he had a defining moment. Is that is that how you define a Darby that's named after a road? Yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, uh, between garbage and not quite as garbage. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, no, he's really good, and I I mean I even I said that's why even this you know even as it happened, uh, in our league uh, in the F in the fantasy soccer uh, what what is this a podcast. FC. Fantasy Soccer FC, our league, uh, all-star listener Ryan, uh, I remember not too long ago, it was a couple weeks ago when he was asking, I, he's dead weight, you know, in a way, like, I'm trying to get rid of this guy, and that was when he went on his three-match scoring run here, and uh, kudos to Ryan, he did not, he did not believe the hype, and Ryan, he, stu- he held true. Who has more points, Mape or Aguero? Sure, it's Mope at this point. Yeah, I would guess. I would guess that has to be true. No, Ron, it is Aguero Ron, by it's two. Aguero. Stop looking, Scott. It's Damn Aguero it. by. <laughs> I'm the one that's looking at the stats. I like saying Ryan. things that they have to be true. Scott, that who? Scott, true. you just look, but try to answer this honestly. Who has more points, Mope or Firmino? I'm sure it's Mope. It's Firmino by five, but really, is it that? Mope is more Isn't important. Isn't it a shock, though, that it's it that is. close? It, well, it, he is more important to his team than Aguero is or Firmino is or Daniel James is that, to their team. That doesn't matter. It We're talking does. about he's 5'8", and Aguero's 11'7", and been injured. And Do you know Firmino's where Mope started? Th- Firmino's 9'3". Do you know where and, Mope started the season in terms of value? Six. Yeah. So he's down to 5'8". The masses are stupid. Stupid <laughs> Stop being stupid. And there's a lot even of toys even with spot. his run, even with this really nice run that he's been on, he's still only the third or the twelfth most transferred in forward. Wow! More people have transferred in Gabriel Jesus because they've been so far to this trash week. Trash birds comments. Listen, um, well, I think part of it. Listen, I they play Sheffield at home, then they play at Spurs. Then Bournemouth, then Chelsea. I think this baloney color coding yeah. is is yeah. influencing decision. Sure. Plus, I don't think if you're going to buy a guy, I don't think you necessarily want to do like like Dave would have to do: buy Neil Mope and play him against three of his blades defenders. All right, hold on though. Before I give you my number one summer signing, what defenses are actually scary in terms of fantasy scores? None. There like, is not one. Like there you is don't none. Want guys yeah. playing against? No, that there's not. Correct. There is one. Lester in Sheffield. Why? Because you, you own so many Sheffield defenders. Is that because Sheffield's defense is actually amazing? Who's had the most clean sheets? Timu Puki was so good against Soyuncu, he knocked the umlauts off of his name. Puki destroyed <laughs> him this week. He Pookie he should have scored at least his two. Name, Dave. He stole his umlauts. <laughs> Pookie now has umlauts he didn't have last week. I think he does have some. Doesn't Pookie have umlauts? No, he does not. <laughs> he does now. Okay, yeah, right. he stole. Wait, it. I'm sorry. He's got on. three umlauts now. <laughs> Tomu, Tomu, Pookie. Tomu. That's yeah. right. Look, that's right. I'm not like every defense has been weirdly leaky at times. The, the just go into just look at who's done, who's had the least. Who's Liverpool con- is two points away from perfection in the Premier League through 17, 17 matches. Dave, typically you would say that's because of their amazing defense. That's what we usually say in the Premier League. How many home clean sheets do they have, Brian? 
Who? Liverpool. One. The, and who was that one clean sheet against? Against Watford. It and was it, lucky and it against should, Watford. And it should not have happened. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is My your Premier League. Record that I said Leicester, Schmeichel has seven clean sheets. Okay. So in both of your faces, you bunch of penis heads. <laughs> All right, fine. And then, <laughs> and, but I'll tell you this. Pope, Guaida, Ederson, Henderson all have six. That's good. That's surprising. That's some surprising Look, names. Leicester, Liverpool, Sheffield, Crystal Palace. Those are your those are your best defenses for goals against right now. Leicester, it, it's the same with Liverpool. It's like they give you, up one. You goal. give up one. Yeah, exactly. You give up one. You give Which up is killer in fantasy, though. Yeah, and it's and yeah, it looks like the stats are pretty good. Like Manchester City seems like one of the most gettable defenses. Like can't defend against anyone at all, and they're still fifth best. They still have only given up nineteen goals this season. Like it's just it's just such a weird season to chase clean sheets. I feel no, like you, defenders who score offensive points are the defenders you want. Yeah, usually it just seems like yeah you know, we're going for you know we're chasing blades because they you know they are tight defensively. Okay. Crystal Palace really is tight I'll defensively. Take, I will take Johnny Evans and Soyuncu even without his umlauts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, can I finish my segment? Now? Yes, Fine. yes, definitely. Finish. All right, so far you have been okay with my rankings. Here's the I, number one. The, the best thing you've done in a long time in this spot. Very good. Wow. Oh, my gosh. No matter what I bring, it's never good enough for you. <laughs> what have you done for any of us lately, Scott? <laughs> Apparently nothing you good. You bastard. <laughs> Man, I missed one show. Oh, uh, here's... Well, I'm, let's hear this. You know, you you, know what's you, funny? You've crushed it up to this point. Well, thank you. But you know what's funny is I listened back to this podcast last week with just the two of you yeah. guys. Very aware of the fact that there was a segment of our listership sure. that was happy I was missing. No way. No, it's true. No, it's absolutely Come true. On. Come on. It's the same thing. It's the same thing when any of us are missing. Like It's just a thing. It's a thing. Anyway, uh, clearly the two of you uh, wish I was still gone. Hey, let me give you my number one. <laughs> Summer signing so far. All right. Sure to be hated. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Liverpool's backup goalkeeper, oh Adrian. <laughs> what's wrong with you? What do you mean what's why, wrong with me? Why would you do this to him? Adrian Just is to... the best summer signing so far. Now, what did I say, Dave, on our Slack workspace the moment that Allison got hurt in the first match of the season? This is going to result in a loss of clean sheets and points in the table. Now, I was right about the first. I was wrong about the second. Scott. Allison hasn't done anything better than Adrian. They they've both not been great. So I, Adrian's done enough to keep Liverpool two points from perfection. Scott, in the you could have thrown any ham bone back there, and they would have done the exact same thing that Adrian's done. So out of everything, out of all the good that you did in your rankings, you yeah. just effed it all up with throwing Adrian in there. Any ham bone could do that. First place by a mile. Starting goalkeeper hurt in the first match of the season. Then he gets a red card Arsenal's as soon as he comes Martinez back. Martinez is is three times the goalkeeper that that freaking Adrian is. Based on what? God bless you. Could they could have signed Shaka Hislop off of ESPN <laughs> FC, and he could have done a better job than than freaking Adrian. He sucks. Why are you downplaying Adrian? He's home playing cards, playing Uno with his kids when when Liverpool called him up. It's like. 
okay, yeah, sure, I'll come just that sit That just back sounds there. like a good dad. I'll come back and sit there. Yeah, sit what do you have against good dads? Yeah, what Nothing. do you do? Nothing. Do you play I, games with your kids, Dave? Gosh, yes, I play Exploding Kittens and we have a great time. <laughs> okay, then. And I, this is hardly an argument you want to be making right now. You don't want to play me in Exploding Kittens either. <laughs> No, I don't. I, can I stay, hate exploding. I can stay alive in exploding kittens way longer than Listen, you can imagine. Taco Cat. All right, back to our argument. Adrian is the goalkeeper. He has kept things going. Just stop. I I don't kibosh much. This is stupid. All right. Allison's in Liverpool defense somehow keeps lucking Alexander Galuck lucking into so a couple clean sheets here when they shouldn't. Two points from perfection, 17 matches into the season, there's luck involved. I got you. All right. I'm not saying that would affect their results. I'm saying it affects their clean sheets. Goalkeeper doesn't matter. No, not for them. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, right up to this point in the season. Hasn't that happened. easily could have been a I mean, season I think killer. it was the best it was the best person that they could have had there instead of Mignolet or Carius. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think you're that, you'd rather have Adrian back there than either of those guys, but sure. man, he sucks. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. I happen to disagree. All right, fair enough. All right, let's go to sports guessing. Sports, sports, guess, guess, guessing. Right, that. right now. I love how we built up to something and then he's just totally on it. <laughs> sports guessing. All right. I can't believe you're doing this. So you talked about sports guessing last week when I was missing. I think it was bad. Last and week. you gave an epi- you you gave a sports guessing spot for for game week 17 in the right. last episode. What you failed to mention though was that you won game week 16. So I want to make sure we brought uh, that in. The average was high in game week 16. It was 54 points. Yeah. You scored 62 points with really? your sports guessing team because you nailed your captain in Delhi. Okay. You put Diogo Jota in your squad when he scored 13. <laughs> I so don't even remember this. Martin <laughs> Kelly had eight. Aria had six. And Grealish came off the bench to replace Tamori with his six. Wow. 62 points in your sports guessing Should've team, Dave. Jota. Wow. I can't S- believe you didn't say Gary Cahill. So then you came to game week 17. Um, and the average was just about the same. It was 51. You did that thing again that scares the hell out of me. Okay. Where you got the own goal in your squad. Victor Lindelof. You dumbass. He scored it with his peen, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> I think it hit him in the peen. And it went in the own goal peen. That's hor- That's tough to do. Worst way to do it. All wow. right. Well, I don't know what to do with that. But everyone agrees. <laughs> Ederson, Tarkowski, and Mope each scored you six, but it was uh it was pretty pretty dismal from there. Hey, by the way, twenty six points hey, against the fifty one point sports average. Guessing uh, with the city defense at Arsenal guessing Ederson. I mean that's just insane. Uh, you did terribly. Whatever. So you're now four and three on the season. All right, so so I lost. I lost You lost right? this one. You yeah. won sixteen, you lost seven. Right, hey, well, sports guessing, I, I'm above five hundred here. I want sports guessing to end the season at five hundred. That is exactly <laughs> that, that's what exactly you are. Perfect. You are aiming for five hundred. If <laughs> no. you do half right Shouting out names drunkenly at the end of every podcast. That is amazing. No, it's not amazing. It means that we shouldn't be doing this anymore. Because Holy if smoke. that's as good as you can do, then what are we doing actually trying in FPL? I would love to find out that at the end of the season, your sports guessing rosters would be in the top million. That, to me, would end it all. I would quit tomorrow. That's a good point. I absolutely quit. Hey, if uh, I can keep floating around average, there's the chance. Hey, uh, 
Did you say Yuri Telemans? Uh, you were not counting him as a summer signing? That's interesting. I looked at Lester's signings. Okay. I know Iozzi I would not put on there, but Telemans, Iozzi, if, Telemans was, uh, if Telemans was an, op- was an option, I might have thrown Telemans in there. Now, Dave, do you want to do a sports guessing team during the festive fixtures? Do you want to, at least for 18, the upcoming game week that we're discussing here? Brian, what do you think? Just do it. I think, I think you have you're, to. I think you're a stupid idiot if you don't. All right, but <laughs> now do remember, you want. I'm helping you out here. No West Ham or Liverpool. What? Oh yeah, that's right. Because they're not playing. Yeah. Sports guessing. He said what? No Liverpool or West Ham. Stop with the points. All right. Yeah. Uh, take Scott, Ryan. Take Ryan. Are we Fredericks, starting? Take Ryan Fredericks anyway. <laughs> I do like that guy. Ryan. Scott. Who, yeah. are, who am I talking to here? I don't know. Uh, goal- Brian. Let's we'll start with or. goalkeeper. Start with goalkeeper. All right. Okay. Game week right, 18, right. goalkeeper. Scott, Scott, this guessing down. goalkeeper is Martin Dubrovka. Dubrovka. Good choice. Okay. Yes. Yes. Here we go. Jumping into the defense because let's build up the strikers because strikers always make me nervous. Hey, why not go with Serge Aurier? Sure. You're like, hey, well, I mean, Dave, that's an easy pick. Well, you know what? Suck it. Um, hey, let's go with Montoya. Montoya okay. and Cathcart. Craig and, Cathcart. Is he really and, is he available for selection? <laughs> should, and mean, Mina. Yeri Mina. Okay. Hey, right. resurgent there, Everton. Okay. There we go. Four new manager. manager. A double new manager bump. Yeah, might bump them Mina. back into the yeah. out of the relegation. All right. Nigel uh, Pearson might choose Craig Cathcart. Let's go with in the midfield. Let's go with Let's go Jordan Henderson. I, what? D- I just kidding with you. You said no Liverpool. Just kidding there. Um, Yarmolenko. Just kidding there. Just kidding. All right. What are you doing? Uh, McTominay. He never scores. He should. That's uh, yeah, not a terrible <laughs> choice, I guess. All right. Here we go. Let's go off this back page here. Let's go with Horahan. He's got a triangle by his name, but so what? That doesn't matter. It's sports that's gonna guessing. that's gonna be a that's gonna be an injury sub. I hope you pick a good bench guy. <laughs> All right, uh, William. And yeah, I like that. Now you're speaking my language. And Morris. What? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know he's gone to the same players for the last few weeks. Have I named Morris before? You have a couple weeks. Well, look, that's, that, want... listen, that's a part of sports guessing. I don't even remember who I picked. I understand. All Why right. do you want Morris against Leicester? Pick somebody else. No, look, this sports all right, all right, all right. For the strikers, Brian, I can't pick the trendy, the trendy fun picks for you every single week. Yeah, I want uh, you to go back page. I want you to sports, go page four. Sports guessing, sports guessing. I did go to page four. Sports guessing. Let's go with um, Andy Carroll. Oh yeah, that's right. Andy Carroll. Lucky, and lucky for not lucky. He's got to play after he smashed Ben Me in the face with his elbow. Yeah, Andy Carroll Ooh. and that awful. That's the kind of stuff I want out. of You know what else I want out of the Premier League? I want all the grabbing on free kicks and corner kicks out of the league. Oh yeah. I'd like to see less of that in the league. That would be that'd be outstanding. You know possibly. who I would have taken in sports guessing with Aaron. I still get to pick a striker. Yeah, I'm waiting for you yeah, to blow yeah, holes Aaron, to stop. Andy Carroll hey, is Dominic your first. Hey, Dominic Calvert. Okay, Lord. now we're talking. Right. This is a. This is a. This it is sounds a like you're trying to be serious now. All right, yeah. Yeah, Scott. That defense is a, uh, I get a bench player, right? Yeah. All right, let's go with. Brian's right. like, Aaron White. <laughs> let's go to 
Jefferson Lerma. Oh, good choice. Done deal. Hey, Lerma. hey, speaking of which, now that you said Jefferson Lerma, we can introduce <laughs> something that I've wanted to do. I haven't written down for many of these weeks, but we just never get to it. All right, hurry. In a segment that I alone like to call <laughs> Pointless Fantasy Goal of the Season. We haven't, we've had this at times before. Okay, I yeah, would sure. love to have this more regularly. Jefferson Lerma, a part pointless. of the what my nominee for I'm pointless sure. fantasy goal of the season. Congratulations to the 8,900 managers who own Jefferson Lerma entering this past match week for assisting goal scorer Dan, Dan Gosling. Gosling. And an extra special congrats to the 919 managers who owned Dan Gosling entering the week. Wow. Thank you for saying Jefferson Lerma. It reminded me that that is the nominee for pointless goal of the fantasy season. As a follow-up to that, over 100,000 owners triple captain Jamie Vardy against Norwich this past wow. weekend. They didn't hate their choice, but they certainly were hoping for more, sure. I think. Yeah, sure. definitely. I get it. Dave, that brings us to the end. I can't believe you don't want to talk about Mane and Salah. I can't We're believe, not going there. I can't believe you don't want to do that. We alluded to it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. All right. You know what? If you want to be part of that ongoing, never-ending debate, join our Slack workspace. You can do that by supporting us at Patreon.com. Find Fantasy Soccer FC. The- get access to our Slack workspace and join the never-ending Mane versus Salah debate that takes place between two brothers, both with the last name of Smith. Listen, if you like facts, there's no debate. So whatever. Listen, Salah is not that far off from Sadio Mane. You need to stop it right now. Can I say one thing about it? Last 11 weeks, how many, how many scoring returns has Salah given you? Four. Mane's given you seven. Yeah, but how many And you know what points? Mane doesn't need? Luck to score. Oh, Mane on. scores goals and VAR takes well, it away from him. Look, <laughs> if it, it's true. It's if Origi knew how to kick, both. Yes. We, we would be talking again about how Mane outscored Salah with two assists. But Origi doesn't Salah know how not, to kick. Salah not getting a bonus point That's until right. he got his second goal. It's That's true. Right. If this past week was an indication of Salah's move back to more centrally forward, yes, which he was very much in a very much different position, yes. everyone noticed that this week. Absolutely. If he's doing that, then yes, by all means. That was the most productive he was last season. I just don't know why they would do that. If it's just to switch things up for a little bit, just because he's a little more fresh, because he has had two games off recently. Yeah. I think they're rotating that. They're rotating the positioning of the front three. If they do it's that, unpredictability, but it's also keeping things fresh. The other thing, the other thing about it is though. It was different when Mane was 11 and a half and Salah was over 12 and Mane was outscoring him by a mile. Yeah. Now that they're the same price, I understand that it's a little bit more of a toss up. Sure. But to Dave's point, I would go back. Look, you go back to the pod that we talked about this. I can't remember where it was. We did talked we actually about, publish it? We it's definitely did. Oh, it's, it's definitely not, not a lost pod because okay. I know, I mean, it's in notes that we actually talked about. The issue was that since. They changed formation, which was game week 24 of last season. Mane has wildly outscored Salah. It's not, it is not close. It is 25 goals to 17 or something like that. 
The Mane Sala production since game week 24 of last season is still massively in favor of Mane. But, Brian, in the last two weeks, people don't like to listen to facts. In the last two weeks, they want to go with their heart. Sala has been, I mean, Stop like it. this match, Sala had seven shots. Yeah. I mean, and even with that, it was still close. You like, know who has better stats than Sala? Who's stats? Stats. <laughs> stats. We keep up with you know, stats. Hey, the stats. And the favorite. Don't you want to know the stats? Look, I'll, look. Christian I'm, Pulisic. You know what I love? Sitting on the fence. <laughs> and here's my thing. I'm telling you, I was a click away. From transferring from, him in. From, from transferring him in. I, I mean, I, ha- I had a great feeling about him the same way a lot of other people did. You know what would have swayed me? What? Also, what? was that he was playing against like Adrian Mariapa or something sure. this week. All right, look, here's my point. If you want to own both, own both. Great. No problem. If you want to own one, own Mane. That's the only, that, it's it. It's done. What's own su- both, great. Own one, Mane. Done. What's, what sucks is you have two weeks to think about it. I really honestly yes, don't. I don't it's irrelevant I, I, for a game. Honestly, I don't understand the 30,000 people that are buying him. It, yeah. does, it makes no sense. That's fine. That is a senseless move to have him now. Yeah. If you had him going into last week, that's great. I just think you're going to have to think about it for two weeks. And if in two weeks. Not two weeks. Or, well, well, yes, sure. whenever, two they, pl- weeks. Right, whenever yeah. they play in two game weeks. If it goes back to the way it was, I mean, yeah. I. Hey, that, to, hey to, in fairness, though, Dave, I want to drag this. It's over I, here. I wanna, it, look, I want, it could be over there. I want to drag this out longer. What way. I'm saying is we said it ourselves I know. that if the issue was like, hey, I have Raheem Sterling and Mane. Sure. And yeah. I have the money to go to, and that's to what Salah. I, yeah, I agree. That, to me, would be a no-brainer move I, to go from Sterling to Salah. I feel like that's easy. And Mane after Sterling's And again, 10? I'm okay with well, that. That's even after Sterling's yeah, 10? Yeah, it's just, I, he's just not, uh, to me, this, this is a great game for Sterling, but the issue has been that he has not produced in Premier League the way he's produced in any other match that he plays in. I mean, if he bounces back, yeah, everybody's going to be trying to scramble to figure out how to get him. But here's the main thing you need to do during the next 13 days, whenever the festive fixtures start, based on when you're listening to this, just pay attention because the fixtures are coming fast and furious. Your free transfers—if you're not careful—you're going to lose some because you don't get more than two in any game. Hey, but I would also say this: this would, be, this would be my one piece of advice. This is a time of year, and I and I said this earlier in the year, I wouldn't spend much money on your bench. But now going in the, into these fixtures, I would make sure yeah. that most of your bench players play. That's my one piece of advice, tangible advice, a, as things will change mightily in the next in the next two match week or in the next fourteen days in between the times we we record. You guys talked about it last week. When we had those three match weeks in eight right, days, right? It's exactly right. How the exact fast, same thing happened. Yeah. So it's impossible to forecast for us what will what's coming along, but pay attention. Okay, is number one. Number two is just make sure you have a bench. So if you're not paying attention as much, it's not going to kill you. Yeah, good advice. And uh, continue to follow us on social media. And Captain Jamie Vardy, just captain in every game. <laughs> Fantasy Soccer FC is our name pretty much anywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and our website. Hey, Fantasy who are you captaining FC. this week? You're not captaining Jamie Vardy this Dot week. Com. I'm not captaining Jamie Vardy this week. I currently have the captain on Marcus Rashford. 
Okay, okay. That's a, uh, probably a good At move. Watford is my current captain, and my vice is... Um, you know what my vice is right now? I'm not even kidding. On lunch. It's it's Rico, home to Burnley. All right. I don't understand that, but go ahead. <laughs> Scott? I don't know. I don't have to know right now. I'm just asking. I don't pay Look, attention. I, I got seven players with tougher matchups, tougher matchups this week. So, uh, you know, Chelsea at Tottenham, uh, City at Leicester. Uh, and and I have a lot of Chelsea, Tottenham, Leicester City players. So since, I was going to say, since tons of people are transferring in, uh, you you know, I, I feel like you know everyone was running away from KDB entering the Arsenal match. Which uh, look, I get it. I understand. I understand selling him because you probably sold him for either a popular pick or a price riser, and he m- made you regret it immediately. I don't like. I I don't know. Do you follow that form? Do you feel like it's a? Do you feel like that's something worth I mean, I'm chasing? Not, I'm not selling to Brown. I just feel like a lot of people are, like Jack Grealish is gonna is already fourth most transferred in. Rashford's the second most transferred in. Son is the fifth. Like that's where I got my captain right now. Is Son playing at home against Chelsea? Which which, which might which actually is, be which the, is fair. The I would say move. ignore the red Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea. Chelsea defensively is a red matchup. I feel like it's a gray matchup. I, I agree. Same with Spurs. But I feel like that's going to be in a, kind of your range right now is guys like that. Son is my current captain. Hey, what about Richarlison at home to Everton? Or, I mean, at home to First Arsenal? First of all, his ownership is not, it's not excessive. It, it, live teams is 7.5%. Okay, so I'm just saying. Just throwing a guy out there who's, uh, who's got a good matchup. Here recently he's been playing better. I mean, in, in fairness. Okay. Which is which is surprising, and, and I say playing better. Look, uh, old big dunk uh, has got the Everton team, and now Carlo Ancelotti's coming in. But we'll see how that goes. I, I don't imagine that affects Richarlison that much. But look, for as much as we like to dunk on Richarlison, and how much Brian you make fun of him for rolling around on the ground, he's he's pathetic. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in midfielder scoring. I know. That's Not why I'm horrible. saying his name. All hey, right. would you dare Captain Danny Ings at Aston Villa this this coming week? If he was at home, I'd feel better. But no, I'm not captaining Ings. I, right. I would dare to, but I'm not going to. My own free will. Okay. Just the name. Scott getting off. He had my favorite Captain shot of all time this week. Off the Crushing bar. the underside Just of the crossbar. Demolishing bar. the bar. Yeah. Hey, we made it. Hey, uh, check us out in all the socials, Fantasy Soccer FC, hey. wherever you want okay, to. Okay, Brian, did you, did you not listen to the first hour and a half of this podcast? What about Jimenez at Norwich? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a good matchup. It's though. actually not horrible. He's in my lineup. He's not my captain. It's not right. horrible. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>